Ladies and gentlemen. You know, as I can take this opportunity to talk about myself. The man of the hour. And let me tell you something, Daddy. When you're the man, you make history every time you step foot in this ring. And that's the bottom line. Wrestling Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 102 of the Tosu Wrestling Podcast. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a special one. All the topics will be on the ladies in wrestling. I'm talking NWA, WWE, NXT, Impact. Oh, we got a lot of topics to hop into. All about the ladies, yes, indeed. I'm not gonna waste any time, I'm gonna hop right on into it. You can find me at linktr.ee slash too sweet pod. Find me there. I've also talked about many things, ran down an elimination chamber preview. I talked about Goldberg winning the title. You can find that at too sweet pod on Periscope. So I'm not gonna waste any more time, I'm gonna hop right on into it. Ask the question on Twitter. I said, label what you love most about women's wrestling, or tweet out what you love most about women's wrestling. Got a response from the BCC Wrestle Pod at BCC Pod. He said, the women's division across all promotions don't feel like they're set up in being commercial. He said, you look at the men's division, and there's so many part-time guys taking spots up, whereas the women's rosters. All feel fresh and have room for growth across the board. Not totally agree with that. I just talked about Goldberg, how I got that video up. I do not like part-timers coming in. You look at WWE, we got part-timers with the champions. With the championships, excuse me, Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, and you just do not see that in the women's division. Anytime you see a part-time wrestler come up, it's either in the Women's Royal Rumble or you can have a dream match like Trish Stratus and Charlotte Flair was. I'm going to get into that later on as well. But you don't see part-time women's wrestlers taking up the title, so I totally agree with that. As for what I love about women's wrestling... I love the fact that the narrative has completely shifted. Like, no longer are we in the days of women being objectified, uh, being used for their looks. We are not talking about women uh, for their abilities in the ring, on the prom, on the mic. And the whole narrative has changed from when I was a kid to when, when I was a little, little kid, when women wasn't even treated as important in wrestling to my adolescence when they were being objectified to the point to now they're being considered as good as the guys if not better in my opinion so that's what I love about women's wrestling I love that the narrative has completely shifted around so we are going to get into our topics of the day and first up we're going to start with Beth Phoenix ladies and gentlemen Beth Phoenix was out on Monday Night Raw the main event promo slot and uh, she did a phenomenal job. We had a face-off with Beth Phoenix and Orton. Uh, she did a phenomenal job. Came across as a caring wife, a caring mother. And she was disgusted with Randy Orton's actions. And I got to say that this was a phenomenal promo, a phenomenal moment on Raw as we build into Edge versus Orton at WrestleMania. Uh, I enjoyed the fact that that darn Randy Orton, man, like... He had the most twisted reason 
Man said that he took Edge out so that he could be a family, so that Edge could be a family man, so that he could get him back to his family. And like, the, the, this is what I found funny about the whole thing. Randy Orton worked the crowd so good to the point to where they bought into his twisted reasoning, and for like five to ten seconds, they started applauding him. I was sitting there like, bro, are the fans really clapping for him? Wait a minute. And that was a hilarious thing. Another hilarious thing is, okay, the fans are chanting RKO, RKO the entire promo. When Randy Orton hits the RKO, they pan to the fans. You just see shocked faces all over the crowd. I'm like, y'all was chanting it for like five to ten minutes. What y'all shocked for? Y'all knew what we was here for. We knew y'all knew Randy Orton was coming out. Y'all knew what Beth, Beth Phoenix was taking the RKO. Y'all acting like y'all surprised or something. Get out of here. One thing I did not like about uh, this whole thing was you mean to tell me that Beth Phoenix needs help after taking one RKO? We're talking about Beth Phoenix, the Glamazon. Beth Phoenix, who was just in the Women's Royal Rumble with a busted head, for goodness sakes, and wrestling throughout the whole match. You mean to tell me that Beth Phoenix needs help getting up one of the most powerful women uh, in WWE history? And I'm like, eh, she, she deserves better. Like, let her take the RKO, get back up, and we fade to black like that. I didn't, I didn't believe that Beth Phoenix needed all that help. Overall, it was a phenomenal segment, one that I extremely love. Beth Phoenix did a terrific job. I uh, did cut a terrific promo on Randy Orton. Did not want to shake his hand. <laughs> I'm not gonna get into why I'm laughing about that. But <laughs> Beth Phoenix did a great job. I'm gonna move on to the next topic. Um, moving on, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna talk about Becky Lynch, and I gotta say that. Ah, we're staring down the barrel of Becky Lynch possibly and Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. I will still have the Elimination Chamber match to get into, but it's looking like Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler. And look, man, I gotta say, Becky Lynch came down Monday night. Uh, Shayna Baszler was facing off with Kyrie Sane, and man, I gotta say that I watched her as she talked about the match as she was on commentary and it just hit me that man Becky Lynch has just lost momentum man and she is just not the same Becky Lynch as she was once before and I gotta go back to a point that I made months ago months and months and months ago I said that it has occurred to me that Becky Lynch is just a better chaser than she is a champion Becky Lynch is better when she has something to be mad at. Becky Lynch is better climbing the mountain than she is at the top of the mountain. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that she is a better chaser than champion. And I gotta say, part of that is due to the fact that she has never adapted her character. Well, I won't say never. She just hasn't adapted her character since winning the title. Since becoming the man. Since winning the title. She hasn't adapted her character. And like what made Becky best. Was when she was getting held down. And was, was when she wasn't the champion. And now that she is the champion. Now that she is the man. There's nothing to be mad at. And when there's nothing for Becky to be mad at. Like her character is not all that great. In my opinion. It is not all that intriguing. In my opinion. So here it is. We got Becky Lynch. We got Shayna Baszler, and the feud has lost a tad bit of luster, in my opinion. 
Like when Shayna Baszler bit the neck out of Becky Lynch, like like she just bit her neck off. We just not gonna go there. There was still some. It was like, hey, what the hell was that? But it was still some interest in the field. We were still excited to see it. Now it's just like, okay, let's just get to this build because we're starting to lose a little bit of steam here. I'm going to give it a chance. I want to see how it plays out. Maybe once we get well into March past Elimination Chamber, we'll get excited as we get closer to WrestleMania. But Becky Lynch has lost a little bit of momentum, and I really think that she's going to gain it back once she loses the title, presumably to, Becky, to excuse me, Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. So moving on, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to move on to a very interesting topic. This is Kayfabe. Uh, we had a tweet go out from This is Kayfabe, and it's like a, I don't know if it was a wrestling company. We'll see what it is. It's a lot of questions going on behind it, but it involves Lita, uh, it involves Christy Hemi and Gail Kim, and a host of others. So they're talking about what it's gonna be at, uh, at this point we don't know a whole lot about it so i can't do a deep dive as much of a deep dive as i would like to but i really like what they had to say as to what they will be bringing forward so i gotta say that i saw the promo that they put out on it and they were talking and immediately when I seen it, I seen familiar faces. So when I believe, I believe that when you have a new company or new whatever this is going to be, you got to provide me with some familiar faces, especially as it pertains to wrestling. Whether that be AEW, when they was just coming on, guess who they got? Chris Jericho. Uh, when it comes to this company or TV show or whatever it's going to be, we have familiar faces. I know Lita, I know Christy, I know Gail Kim. So I think that they did a great job from that aspect. When uh, Lita, Christy, and Gail were talking about what the, what the promotion or the television show is going to be, they said that it will be presented unlike anything we've ever seen. So they had my attention there because the last time I seen something that was presented unlike anything else in wrestling, it was Lucha Underground. And I gotta say that that was so captivating because it was unlike anything I'd ever seen. It was really good. It was really intriguing. So I'm interested to see where they go there. They said that they will tell truths that I've never been told before in wrestling. And you know what? Okay. I, I, I'm not sure where they're going with that, but they have my attention here. And they they showed the video promo for the promotion. And it seems like a show about not just wrestling, but life outside of wrestling. And I got to say that that would be very, very different from the normal wrestling promotion. And I would be highly intrigued if it went down like that. So this is Kayfabe. That is their Twitter handle. And I implore you to follow it, to check it out. To, to continue to see what it's all about i think they have a kickstarter going as well so if you want to donate to that just go to this escape Fabe at this escape Fabe on twitter uh it's very interesting and i gotta say that i'm very interested to see where it goes so speaking of interesting ladies and gentlemen i was on twitter uh, I want to say last week a couple weeks ago whatever it was and a tweet from Trish stratus came out that we're gonna I see right here right now it's a video that came out and it was very inter interesting excuse me so we're going to check that out right now uh -oh. whoa yeah you know who that is that's Trish Stratus 
So you see that video and the first thing I see is 20 years of satisfaction. Man, I'm old, bro. Like where did the time go? And like obviously toward the end of the video or at the end of the video, you see Trish and Sasha Banks facing off at that Roy Rumble. And the first thing you know wrestling fans, like you give us a hint. We gonna turn into the Scooby-Doo Patrol. We gonna try to figure that thing out. Like, is this gonna go down at WrestleMania when we getting Trish and Sasha Banks? Everybody's excited. So I gotta say that, yes, I was excited, but man, the first thing I thought was, man, it's too late. Like, the match, as I brought up earlier on this podcast, Trish versus Charlotte Flair, that should have been Trish Stratus versus Sasha Banks. When they had that face down, or face off, at that Royal Rumble, I was like, okay, do this at Mania this year. Like, it should have went down that year. So, it feels too late. Obviously, it would still be exciting if Sasha Banks and Trish Stratus went down at WrestleMania. But it just does not have the sizzle that it once did, in my opinion. However, I would still be willing to check it out. Us wrestling fans, boy. You give us hints, boy. We're going to try to figure this thing out. Kind of like AEW in the Dark Order. We're trying to figure that thing out. But moving on, ladies and gentlemen. Moving on to Taya versus Tessa Blanchard. Taya Valkyrie versus Tessa Blanchard. History was made last Tuesday night. Uh, the Impact world champion was on the line and two ladies were facing off uh, with it there is a subplot that i want to get to as well but the match was good enough tessa blanchard retains her title her world title but a subplot i want to get to is this uh, obviously i love the fact that two women are going at it for the world title like it is very empowering it is groundbreaking it is all of those things however in my opinion the knockouts title has been devalued. Like, okay, Taya Valkyrie had the longest reigning uh, reign or what have you uh, with the knockouts title, and she loses the title to Jordan Grace. And the first thing she does is go after Tessa Blanchard. Like, she doesn't want her rematch at her title. Like, she doesn't want to take Jordan Grace down. Like, to me, right then and there, that devalued the knockouts title. So, like, Here's my thing. Why should women even go for the knockouts title at this point? Why not go for the world title? Tiger Valkyrie did it. Like, Tiger Valkyrie was the longest reigning knockouts champion. And the first thing she did was go after the world title. Like, I'm not going to say that she doesn't care about the knockouts title. But clearly, the world title is of more importance. And I said this at the start when Tessa Blanchard was going for the world title. And when it was obvious that she was going to win it. I said it at the start that this may devalue the knockouts title and here we are and the knockouts title is being devalued that's just my opinion on the situation like Jordan Grace is a phenomenal champion but at what cost like I, I, Tessa Blanchard won the championship but at what cost to the knockouts title and the impact has a great uh, knockouts division and I'm pretty sure we're gonna get some great stories to come out of that division for the knockouts title but when your longest reigning champion does not even go for the title when she goes directly for the world title it devalues the knockouts title in my opinion I'll give it a chance to see how it works out going forward but I did not like when when Taya versus Tessa Blanchard was going down when it was being promoted I said, yes, that's going to be history making, but 
I don't like it because first I'd rather I'd at least rather Taya Valkyrie go after Jordan Grace first. I then maybe we can get Taya and Tessa Blanchard at some point. That's just my opinion. We'll see how this situation plays out going forward. So we are going to move on, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to move on into the Bella Twins. And huh, quite the discussion took place when the Bella Twins were announced for the Hall of Fame. And they had a lot of people going back and forth. Are they worthy of the Hall of Fame? Are they Hall of Fame worthy? And I got to say that if we're talking about the WWE Hall of Fame, are they Hall of Fame worthy? I'm going to say yes, because there's a lot of people that are questionable in the WWE Hall of Fame. To me, if you're going to say that the Bellas aren't WWE Hall of Fame worthy, then we got to go back and relitigate that entire Hall of Fame of people that I don't feel are, are Hall of Fame worthy. But here's the thing. The Bellas are WWE Hall of Fame worthy, but have they had Hall of Fame careers? True Hall of Fame careers. That's when I say no, they haven't. Uh, when we talk about the Bella Twins, I want to go in ring. Like, what have they done as wrestlers? Like, what is the memorable moments that they have had as wrestlers? What are the memorable matches that they have had as wrestlers? What is the memorable promo that they've had? Like, the most famous Bella promo to me, and I'm not even joking here, is when AJ Lee ripped apart Total Divas. That was the biggest Bella promo. When I talk about the Bella twins and their promos, like that's the first thing that comes to mind to me. Like, what is the rivalry that they've had that is, you know, has stood out in the women's division? I cannot think of one. Even going down to character, like, I'm not really, haven't been sold on their characters, like, talking about it. Uh, so here's the deal, man. When we started, when when the debate was going back and forth, the first thing I seen was well, Total Divas. That was a you no, know, a big deal. And I gotta say, to a point, Total Divas bought eyes on the product, so it was a deal. I wouldn't necessarily, when we talk about what is the biggest reasons for the women's revolution, I wouldn't put Total Divas towards the top of the list. This is my opinion, but I would put it on the list because it brought more eyes. Uh, to the product uh, Look man when If you want to argue Total Divas That's all fine and well but Like if, if you tell me that If the first thing you say Is Total Divas it's the, If the first thing you say is something that happened Outside of the ring Then that further proves my point That the in ring wasn't as great Like if we were to talk If The Rock was to go in the Hall of Fame tomorrow What would be the first thing That we talk about the in-ring, the promos, the matches, the robberies, all that stuff. We wouldn't talk about his movie career. That's just my opinion. Like, with the Bellas, I don't have anything against them. I just don't see... When I look back on their careers, I don't think they've had Hall of Fame careers. Like, for prime example, if we were to talk about the women of this era, Charlotte Flair is in the midst of having a Hall of Fame career. Like, Becky Lynch is going to have a Hall of Fame career. Like, when you look at some of these ladies, like, yes, they have had Hall of Fame careers. But when I look back at the Bellas, they've been decent in the ring. They were they were decent on the, on the promo at best. 
but like Hall of Famers, like I don't see it. Even looking at when people say they were a big part in the women's revolution, like I can't even go there. I can say that they were a part of the women's revolution. They played a part in the women's revolution. But when we talk about big parts of the women's revolution, uh, like I just said, those those four horse women, huge parts. The narrative shifted when they came on the scene the narrative never shifted when the bellas were full-time wrestlers like I, I that's just my opinion now you can blame that on wwe i'm not necessarily blaming that on the bellas but i'm saying that you know what the narrative shifted when those four women came along and we look at across other promotions throughout the world whether it's nxt or whether it's impact uh the list goes on and on and on that's when the narrative shifted to me like that's just my opinion the Bella Twins have done some good things for WWE but Hall of Fame worthy like no I, I can't go there that's just my opinion I'm not trying to be mean about the situation so talking about other um promotions excuse me NXT last night taking out versus Dakota Kai we gotta hop into that uh cage match last night really good to open really good decisions to open the show it was very physical early on I, I like the fact that they use the cage dakota kai use the cage dude taking knocks into the cage we don't see that anymore in cage matches like who what happened to grinding the opponent's face into the cage throwing them into the cage i like that possibly the spot of the match uh, the Tigger knocks cross body from the top i think that was from the top of the steel cage uh, partly you could argue the fact that she should have just climbed down the steel cage instead of doing that but come down to the end of the match it was very creative Raquel traps Tegan Knox into the cage with the door Dakota Kai picks up the victory and I gotta say that this has been an entertaining feud so far they had a hell of a match at the the last takeover I didn't like the ending I don't think anybody liked that ending but I enjoyed the match. I enjoyed this steel cage match, and I enjoyed I enjoyed whatever else is to take our place going forward from here on in. You got to believe that the rivalry is not over based on the end of the match last night. So moving on, we have the AEW Women's Division, and I'm here to say that I'm not as down on that division as you know some people really are down on it, but I'm not. I've enjoyed a lot of things that they've had going on with the women's division. The one thing that I would say that I need more of is I need more stories in the AEW women's division. Like, I've I seen that we had Big Swole, we had Chris Statlander, and they both got into Nala Rose's face uh, some weeks ago, but that was the only build for the title as we headed into AEW Revolution. Like, that was really it uh and like there's not enough stories in my estimation there's a lot of wcw cruiserweight uh, coming in play here to the fact that they're just telling women to look, just go out there have a great match and that will be the story and like i understand that from a certain point of view but that's not always foolproof if you go out there and you tell a great story that is foolproof everybody will get invested into that not everyone you can't go out there and have great matches every week and have people invested that's not a foolproof plan it could work but it is not foolproof uh i enjoyed what they did last night big swole got some shine uh, over the librarian we had brick breaker on commentary maybe there's a feud going on there 
and maybe you know there's some things coming down the pike but i would just just for my fans advice give us more stories give the ladies more time on the promo let's see more than one ladies match a night from AEW uh on their shows i would like that and i think that that would help out the division really well but just give us more stories more things to get invested into as it pertains to the ladies in aew i'm excited no nala rose makes a good heel champion and i enjoy heel champion like uh, a heel champion that's gonna have a long extending title reign and uh we'll see if they build up a face to finally knock her down whether that's chris statlander my pick is big swole i'm a huge fan of big swole she does some incredible things we'll see how it all turns out going forward so moving into nwa ladies and gentlemen we had uh quite the thing go down i think it was a couple of weeks ago we had thunder rosa versus melina for the heavyweight title the match didn't go really didn't go really long melina tried to escape but there was allison k there the former champion she wanted to get her piece of melina and surprise surprise she was taken out by a spear from camille camille and thunder rosa faced off at the end of the show and I gotta say that I am very invested into this. I cannot wait to see how it turns out going forward. Like, they are doing a great job of storytelling in NWA. Uh, they have me invested into multiple builds. And Thunder Rosa versus Melina, I'm very invested into that. We've been telling that story for a long time now. Thunder Rosa got the title. Now Melina wants it. She believes it's rightfully hers. She gave Thunder Rosa the shot. I'm invested into that. And Camille, how about this? Best known for on the NWA Power for being next to Nick Aldis. And now she is a player in the women's division, a serious player in the women's division. And I want to see what she got. She, uh, NWA has me invested there. I'm very excited to see if we are having a Camille versus Allison K feud. I think that that would rock. I would very much enjoy that. And I want to see how it plays out with Thunder Rosa and Melina. And I think that it is going to be an interesting time. And you know what? I want to see how it all plays out. Thunder Rosa makes an excellent champion. I enjoy her. She's great in the ring, great on the promo. And you know what? I hope she has a lengthy title reign. So moving on to the final topic of the day, ladies and gentlemen, Bailey and the WrestleMania match for Bailey. Like, what are we going to? I've addressed this before on this podcast, but what is going to go down, ladies and gentlemen? Now that Sasha Banks is back, is it going to be Sasha Banks and Bailey? You know what? That's a, that's a lot of that's a match that a lot of people want to see. But I got to tell you, the match that most interests me is the fact that, you know what? I want to see the title off of Bayley. Give me Naomi versus Sasha at WrestleMania. That is the match. When Sasha Banks came down last Friday night, I was like, man, there is Sasha. That's the boss. You know what? You don't really appreciate Sasha until she's gone for a long time. And then she comes back and she has that interest. And it's like that is that that woman she she is the top of the women's division but when she comes back she gets treated like the bottom of the women's division she immediately takes a loss and it's like oh man can we get some consistent booking for sasha but overall sasha banks naomi i don't care who gets the title from bailey that is the match i think that is wrestlemania worthy as i once said with sasha and bailey 
like i think the time they have missed their time to have them face off at wrestlemania the sizzle is gone from sasha banks versus bayley at wrestlemania they should have did it two three four years ago so naomi and sasha will be a tremendous feud and it's something that i very much want to see we'll see how it plays out so that is it ladies and gentlemen episode 102 is in the books the latest edition is in the books hit me up on twitter at two sweet pod and at omg Corey b feel free to find me on youtube at omg Corey b i am out